BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqui.com. Made for women by women. Hello, hello. <clears throat> How do I sound? Mm. Pretty bad, huh? <laughs> it's uh, better than it was last week. Deborah Marks, Mexican COVID has gotten to me. Oh, you have COVID? No, tested negative three times with the uh, at-home test kit. But I've never had a cold that took out my voice like this. This is a first. Uh, yeah. So you had the three sticks up the nose? Well, I swabbed myself gently. Gently? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so Ken, maybe it's not an accurate test. You know, you got to push it up there. Yeah, you got to get it right, right till you... No, it was up there, but you don't have to really slam it in there and That's... have to get it up pretty far. Yeah, no, I did. Oh, I, I looked at that. the test strip and it didn't change color, so stayed blue. You know what? A no lot pink, of people have one. your symptoms, Ken. So many people don't have COVID, but they have whatever you have. Yeah, oh. these things go around. I must have gotten this at the, I went to a Super Bowl party, because three days later I started to feel it. And then uh, Thursday, Friday, symptoms started to set in over the weekend really bad. So, Yeah, that's uh, crowds indoors, not much ventilation. That's what happened. That's I should have wore was... a mask, John. You make fun of that. Huh? They well, all should have wore masks. It wouldn't have worked. Maybe not. No. Nah. So you were just destined. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm down to the last part here where I'm coughing a bit and I got to still. Well, you know, feel free if you if you have to um, uh, spit up, up Chuck. <clears throat> Will you Aren't you glad I'm not there? Sound effects. Clean out your sinuses. Yeah, just Aren't to... you both glad I'm not there? <laughs> I don't want to get sick. I was sick enough. Yeah. Well, you had actual COVID. I so. did. Yeah. And that was not fun. I, I'm trying to stay away from everybody that's that's ill because I just, I, that was enough for me. No. No. I can understand that. All right. All right. We got a lot of show to get to today. I just want to begin with this funny story that just passed from the Daily Mail. Uh, that horrible shooting at Michigan State a week or so ago. Remember that? Yeah. A couple of... Uh, uh, what, what would they be called? Executives? Deans. 
Nicole Joseph and Hasina Madahayudin with the uh, Office of Equity, Diversion, and Inclusion at Vanderbilt sent out an email to all students after that shooting reminding them the importance of taking care of each other. It was a really heartfelt kind of way to reach out to the students. We need to build trust in each other and strong relationships, actively engage, respect diversity. And at the end, uh, you could tell they forgot to take out that it was written by artificial intelligence. Because <laughs> these two didn't have their own natural intelligence? They, apparently they didn't feel like sitting down and composing an actual email <laughs> to the staff of the school. So instead, they uh, relied on AI. Well, you know, when you work all day in equity, diversity, and inclusion, it's pretty busy in there. It's exhausting. Or maybe they thought that the, the, the <laughs> computer could write it better than they could. Yeah, so it's all the exact words that we see. It's all the phrases so, that we always see. So wait a second, see. the students are upset? Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't care. I, oh, I, the students are upset, and these two have stepped down. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's what it takes to get administrators to resign? As soon as the students realized it was written by a computer, they got angry because they thought that this was oh. dismissive. Oh, my God, how fragile are they? Yeah. Oh, this is a really, really sad generation, isn't it? Wait, wait, wait. The administrators, first of all, even if they wrote it by hand, it's just one of those fake boilerplate messages anyway. They all sound the same. It's all thoughts and prayers, blah, blah, blah. And and, and I see, I don't, if, I, if I'm in a place, some tragedy happened, I don't need human resources people to send me a condolence letter. It's like, you don't care about me. I don't care about you. So let's, you know, let's, let's save ourselves this silly ritual. But then if I got one of these... I wouldn't even read it, but if I did read it and then find out it was written by a, 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 a fake computer, I would find that funny. Better than being written by a fake person. So I can't imagine getting angry and upset and these two have to resign. Ay, ay, ay. What a fragile, silly, precocious group. Wow. They, uh, yeah, they're stepping down for now. I don't know if they're actually leaving their post, but uh, kind of suspended themselves. They suspended themselves. <laughs> the school's investigating. <laughs> I mean, they... They, they should... it actually said, and they just forgot to take it out. At the bottom of the well, email, it had a reference to the AI program that wrote it. Yeah, well, Some that, idiot that... who edited it didn't even notice that and <laughs> left it in and says, paraphrased from AI's chat GBT. I think there's there's already been a lot of that around. I, there's there's news stories that are, that are written with these... Uh, with these programs. When I go through websites, sometimes they have a little disclaimer at the bottom saying that this was generated by whatever the software was. Yeah. Yeah, so this is just the way the world's going to communicate now because these office workers are, are too lazy to write their own uh, their own messages. So they're just going to let... They, and then eventually these people will be eliminated because what, what are you they've got nothing to do all day. But what, what is... What is... How... Did this generation get raised that they need messages from equity, diversity, and inclusion people? And then when they find out that they're just computer-generated fake messages, that you would get angry about it and demand resignation. What is, what's wrong with you? They don't like the fakery. No, no, why don't they like, the, why do they care? Why, well, they why, take why, these offices seriously. Why, you and why, I do not. Why, yeah, exactly. Why do they take it seriously? And why do they care if the message is genuine or not? And what's the point of the message anyway? 
Wow. This world's just unrecognizable. Can you imagine being uh, 19 or 20 years old in college and caring about this stuff? Can you imagine that? Uh, I can't. No. Can no. Did you, would you? I couldn't think of a single person I knew back then who would have any interest in this sort of nonsense. Uh. Wow. It's like we got we got sucked out and dumped on another planet. Uh, all right. So we got uh, some final rain is coming back. Remember we talked about this. Wow. In December, we said, what if that's it? Yeah. It rained into early January, and now for the last month, roughly? Well, remember, I, I told you last month there was a long-range forecast that said around mid-February that the uh, you did going to come that. back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and it could. Although, they're talking about light rain in Southern California, but it seems like other parts of the state will get hit pretty hard. In fact, there's a story that nearly every... Buddy in the state will be able to see some kind of snow, like on the mountains in the background. Mm. I often see that, the San Bernardino Mountains. When I drive out, I don't get snow here, but you can see the mountains covered with snow. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I know. See, it's and, be pretty and, cool. and it shuts up the drought mongers. They... Now, the flood mongers are going to keep going, but uh, <laughs> the drought mongers, they're, they're putting the crypt for, for a year at least. In a matter of days, the Times had one story that the snowpack is going to melt too fast, and they changed oh. it three days later. No, 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 it's melting slower than expected, which is I, a good sign. I saw that. Every day they, they make... They reverse themselves in two days. Because they're making stuff up. First of all, they don't know if the snowpack is going to melt quickly or, or slowly. How would they know that? You can't do a forecast 48 hours in advance. So they know in two months and four months what's going to happen to the snowpack. They're just filling space. Yeah, it's you know, and they're trying to you know feed all their fright. Well, actually, it, it's more grown up versions of these uh, idiots in Michigan. These these are fragile people who are terrified that the world is ending. So every day there's got to be some kind of climate change story. <gasps> snowpack melting too fast. Oh, oh snowpack melting too slowly. Oh, looks like we're getting no rain for the rest. Oh, looks like we are getting some rain. Oh, we're gonna have floods. Oh, we're gonna have drought. You know, you gotta feed the beast every day. Yeah, I guess some people look for that kind of news. It's not news. It's it's just it's just feeding some weird emotionally distressed bias that people have. It's feeding their phobias. <laughs> not news. We probably won't get a lot of rain, but it says here it's going to get cold. This may be the coldest it'll be all winter. Some yeah, places will only be so. in the upper thirties. Yeah. Uh, that most uh, uh, many mornings this winter, it's been the upper thirties on the west side. Yeah, I've been often in the low forties. Many days I woke up. It's 43 yeah. again. No, I remember I had a 36 one morning, a 37, several 37s, a number of 38s. Well, that's been, yeah, it's been fairly common. And the nasty winds are coming back. Oh, you're going to get blown off your mountain I know. Top. I can't stand it. I can't stand the wind. Because <laughs> you feel vulnerable. Well, and, and it keeps me up all night, and then I'm cranky in the morning. It keeps you up? Yes. It's so loud. I should send you, I, I took a video of the last... The last time it was really windy and I posted on it on social media. I should send it to you. What it sounded like in my house. It was ridiculous. Turns out that's another thing that keeps her up at night. I didn't say I'm afraid of it, but it's no. loud. So, yes, it keeps me up and everything's rattling. It's just, oh, it's a friggin' nightmare. You know, when I was on my deathbed, I thought of you because I saw the movie San Andreas. Oh, God. <laughs> it was running on one of the channels with The Rock, with the most ridiculous over-the-top San, uh, San Andreas fault earthquake from L.A. to San Francisco you could ever imagine. 
With all the buildings crumbling, I thought, well, Deborah Mark should yeah. never see this movie. I will never see that movie. Well, look at what's happening in, in Turkey and Syria. They had that 7-8, right? And then they had that, that big aftershock. And now two weeks later, because they have they a 6-4. Build, they don't know how to build buildings. But I'm talking, look, at they had just had a 6-4 the well, two weeks later. The well-built buildings are standing. It's it's all the cheap buildings from uh, that the corrupt developers build. I don't want a 6-4, <laughs> even if my house survives. You know what? There's and, John, you don't think we have any of those here? Huh? Oh, right. I'm sure, I'm Corrupt sure developers. Do. Yeah, don't don't live. In Who them. we'll be talking about coming up this hour? But in in in, in modern society, there's no excuse for building a a building that collapses in a in a seven earthquake. They, there's no reason for it. Well, we know how to do it. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. Men who drink Coke or Pepsi have higher testosterone levels and larger testicles, according to a new study. What? How about that? What's the hmm? cause? I mean, oh, what's, I, what's in the Coke or Pepsi? Oh, um, geez, I don't know. I just read the headliner. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Uh, Says the Coke drinker. Yeah. Diet Coke. Well, no just, Coke. I just was reflecting on all the Coke I had I'd consumed over the years. It's been hmm. a lot. Do you feel more manly? I think I do. I think this explains uh, my aggressiveness and hostility. Yeah. I have a lot of extra testosterone. It's the, uh, I saw a study the other day, too, that men's penises have gotten bigger. They're not sure that's a good thing. <laughs> it's, it's, they're not sure if that's a good thing. No, I didn't read the story either. I just read the headline. <laughs> but the growth was spectacular in the last 20 years or something. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Must no. be all the coke. Uh, it's the Johnny Ken Show. Mm. News you need to know. KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Now, you see, Biden is in Poland. Yes, he is. And he did uh, one of those things again where he's making a speech and suddenly stops and says, well, I grew up in this very Polish neighborhood. There should have been an SKI at the end of my name. He does that all the time. He tries to act like he's always grown up in the neighborhood with whatever did ethnic. That. He did that with Irish people not too long Well, he is Irish, again. I think. That is his background. Right, yeah. But, I mean, he, did, he does this uh, weird ethnic pander. He does. He always says, I grew up with these people but, right around the corner from me. They were like brothers. He does it to the white European group stuff. He's distinctive in that way. Oh, he does? Very few, yeah, very few politicians do that anymore. Hmm. Well, anyway, uh, he's obviously been in... He was in Ukraine yesterday, Poland today, to make a point. They were coming up on the one-year anniversary of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, which uh, you wonder just well, how desperate Putin becomes eventually here in terms of... Uh, well, he would turn this around. He withdrew uh, from the nuclear treaty agreement we had with him. Yeah, he I know. Withdrew from, well, he, he suspended Russia's participation. Not that they were all that compliant to begin with. It's another right. one of those fake, phony rituals. But uh, now he's made it official that for the moment they're out, which means uh, he's threatening to do nuclear testing again and maybe uh, add more missiles to his uh, to his supply. Yeah, he doesn't want any limits on. His ability no. to show that he could kill us all. But we already have, we, we both have thousands of missiles. Uh, he has yeah. thousands, we have thousands. Chinese kill have hundreds. Other. I mean, there's enough to go around. Kill each other hundreds of times over. But I, I am taking reservations uh, for my, uh, my bunker because uh, I, I still think there's a reasonable chance he's going to blow before this is all over. Dibs. Yeah. <laughs> Think you might do something on Friday, the one-year anniversary? Uh, oh, that's a that's a good thought there. 
just to show I'm, some spectacular you show know, of force. There, there's, there's people, uh, a lot of these are Republicans, seem to be uh, creating some kind of resistance to funding this Ukraine operation. I, I, don't, I don't really understand, because if he gets Ukraine, he is going to keep going through Europe. He's got to be stopped now for the sake of the future. This guy will keep rolling. That's that's what all the great dictators do. They don't. I mean, Hitler didn't stop. You don't think he, he just wants the Soviet territories back? Because I thought that's what it was about. Uh, that's I don't trust what he says. That's what he says. But yeah. what stops him from uh, keep going? Uh, and, he won't and, live and, long and, enough. <laughs> well, that's that's another thing. He's got to make his mark. Yeah, I don't He's know. Got to make his mark on history. You know, I, uh, I I take these guys seriously. They, if they, if it looks like they're, I mean, he is willing to sacrifice tens of thousands of his soldiers. I can't imagine what it's like in in Russia right now. How many families are grieving? They've they've lost they've lost tens of thousands of the, of their young men. You know, these right. these are eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds. Uh, I, I, it, it's shocking. It's shocking what the Russians put up with. And every day he goes out and calls the Ukrainians a, uh, Ukrainians a bunch of Nazis and the U.S. started this war and blah, 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 blah. He says all these wild, crazy things. Nobody takes him out. The latest polls show that Americans are split on whether or not we should keep funding uh, Ukraine, 49-47. So that's starting to turn, too. Yeah, because People they're are tiring of hearing about this and funding this. and They're tiring. What are they doing? They're not doing anything. They're not out there firing. What are you tired of? Well, spending money, I guess. Well, if they didn't spend the money on Ukraine, they'd be spending it on what? What, what other nonsense would they be spending it on? I'm telling you, Europe's going to be in danger. And those European countries, we are bound by our NATO treaty to defend. Right, you know, but Ukraine's not one of them. No, but, but it's, it's right next door. And then there's dozens of countries we're going to have to defend. So I think let's keep him out of Europe. Let's let him use up all the uh, 20-year-olds he's got trying to storm uh, into Ukraine. Let's let, 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 let's bankrupt him. I mean, I mean, you know, Reagan bankrupted uh, uh, Russia back in the 1980s with the, uh, with the arms race. And so let's bankrupt him again. There is a video, and we're looking at this at Newsweek.com. I don't know if Ray gave this to you, John, that uh, when Biden arrived in Poland over the weekend, somebody coming down the stairs of one of the American U.S. government planes plummets. It is actually pretty wild. But the video is from up high and a little far away. You can see the plummeting, but you can't see who it is. And speculation is rife that that's Biden going down the stairway <laughs> to the ground. Newsweek says it isn't clear that it's Air Force One. Is it another U.S. Well, government plane? You know, you just can't trust anything. You can't trust photos and videos anymore of what you're One commentator at. wrote, did Joe Biden fall down the stairs of Air Force One again when landing for his Ukraine visit? Who is this? Yeah. And, and, and whoever it is takes down other people as they go down the, uh, the slide at the stairs. <laughs> Did you watch it? Yes. Yeah, cool. I'm waiting for the stupid thing to load. Oh, okay. I, I, the, I they just told me I had it. Yeah, they kind of. It looks like a luggage conveyor belt. They just go flying off at the bottom. But uh, it's impossible. Would have heard confirm. about that. Do you think, think the word would have gotten out from reporters? Think, yeah. Yeah, it says a YouTube video by ABC does show Biden walk down the steps of the plane without falling. So. In the video of Biden, he's alone. 
the person that plummets down the stairs in the other video uh, is oh, yeah, a group of now. people. Yeah. Yeah. Probably uh, not Biden. No, because... Because he'd be I, I in pieces. He, He's fragile. He, he couldn't he does fall like often that. walk alone or pretty much alone down the steps of the planes. Yeah, and doesn't he come off first? Yeah, because there's a picture... Uh, from ABC News, President Joe Biden arrives at Wausau Airport on Monday, and he's walking alone down the stairs. So wherever yeah. that was. I don't know. What little glimpse of the body doesn't look like his body type anyway. Maybe it's a drunken reporter. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio. We'll talk more about the murder of that L.A. Uh, auxiliary bishop coming up after the news at 2 o'clock. See what else we know. Today, about the man arrested in that case, big news from yesterday. Oh, he was such a nice man in the neighborhood. Yeah. He was talkative and very friendly. It sounds like more mental illness, isn't it? Yeah. Unchecked mental illness? Another, another old guy loses it. They said he was digging up stuff in the yard at all hours of the day and had all sorts of junk in his yard. And, Maybe he was burying things. And he thought the bishop owed him money, which yeah. I guess was made up. I don't know. He's a, a lunatic. Uh, we got Blake Trolley coming on here. What's up, guys? All right. Hey, how you doing? Uh, well, the uh, the stink of uh, Eric Garcetti's administration still lingers in the air. Uh, we've got, uh, <laughs> looks like a deputy mayor is going on federal corruption charges. The trial is beginning. Yeah, guys. So Raymond Shan is actually the number two defendant, according to prosecutors, in the Council District 14 Enterprise pay-to-play scheme. Nine people have now been convicted as part of this scheme, which was ran by former councilman Jose Huizar. Big takeaway, Chinese real estate developers are given special treatment for bribes. This was, of course, going down in Council District 14 because that encompasses downtown L.A., and that's a hot target for international real estate. These bribes included cash, luxury hotel stays, private jet flights, and really you name it. Raymond Chan was supposed to actually go on trial with Jose Weizar, but last month Weizar pleaded guilty in this case, which now means Chan is the final alleged member of this scheme to be outstanding. Raymond Chan was deputy mayor of economic development from 2016 to 2017, but Check this out. He worked for the city for almost 36 years, serving at one point as the top executive overseeing the Department of Building and Safety, which reviews building plans and inspects construction projects. He's been hit with 12 charges, including bribery and racketeering. Prosecutors say Chan helped Councilman Jose Huizar at the time secure a $600,000 payment to settle a sexual harassment claim against Huizar. This claim was threatening Huizar's 2015 election bid. Huizar according to prosecutors, actually prevented a merger at the time that would have axed Chan's job. So this is allegedly one of those favor-for-favor favor situations. Uh, the Chinese developer who paid that claim off was planning to redevelop the L.A. Grand Hotel into the tallest tower west of the Mississippi, which would require Weezar's help. U.S. Attorney Spokesman Kieran McAvoy says there are other allegations against this former deputy mayor. He allegedly agreed to accept more than $100,000 from a George Chang, who's a real estate development consultant, for official acts to benefit a project by a Chinese real estate developer. Uh, additionally, he uh, Chan allegedly facilitated a bribe agreement in which a the U.S. subsidiary of a Chinese company would make a $100,000 campaign contribution to a Weezar relative who was running for the Council District 14 seat 
that covers downtown Los Angeles and Boyle Heights and some of those areas in exchange for Huizard's votes to approve the project. Now, McAvoy tells me that campaign contribution was allegedly to Jose Huizar's wife, Rochelle Rios, who's expected to testify uh, here in this trial against Chan, which, again, guys, well, opening statement set to start at 2 p.m. Sorry. What is the, the point of him going to trial if nine other people <laughs> involved in this story either have been uh, convicted or pled guilty and you have Weezar's wife testifying against him? I'm, I'm looking through the details of this story. It's like he's got no chance. Everybody yeah. else has been convicted. Yeah, move that down. This this is going to be a serious uphill battle. I mean, again, Weezar's wife's, uh, pl you know, they're planning to ask her about her knowledge of those who did business with her husband and her bid to follow Weezar as a representative for that 14th council district. And McAvoy, again, says, yeah, Chan's going to have quite a few other people tied to the case testifying against him. Uh, check out this list. Basically, uh, how the prosecution intends to prove its case, well, call witnesses and, and have them testify, including FBI agents. Uh, some of the people also uh, expected to testify is George Esparza, who is uh, Huizar's special assistant at one time. Uh, Maury Goldman, who was a real estate consultant and lobbyist and fundraiser for, for Huizar. Uh, Kevin Keller, the deputy mayor for economic development for the city of Los Angeles. Um, Bud Overham, the former deputy mayor for economic development for L.A. and the former general manager of the L.A. Department of Building and Safety. And so basically what would happen is they would testify how things are supposed to work in the city and how they actually worked under Huizar. Now, guys, Chan is facing around 200 years if convicted on everything he's charged with. I'm told there's no no way he'll actually get that. His attorney says he's an innocent bystander who got swept up as a narrative device. Yeah. And uh, as I mentioned, this is the last criminal case expected in the CD14 trial. All right, trial. but They're some of the guys listed uh, in that clip have already pleaded guilty. So they've, exactly. they've already pleaded guilty to this scheme, and now they're, they're going to describe Chan's role in it. Who's yeah, not going to believe Chan was part of this? Yeah, they're legally guilty. And again, as I mentioned, this is going to it seems like this is really setting up to be a real uphill battle uh, for Raymond Chan. Um, you know, I do want to say again, this is the last criminal case expected. There is one remaining Chinese national who's been charged, but I'm told there's no way he's coming over here to fight these charges. Yeah, uh, opening statements again, starting at two to three. Uh, this it was supposed to start sooner today, but a door to the federal building was damaged yesterday. Uh, not sure how, but that did slow things down. But guys, one question that I'm trying to get answered right now is he worked for the city for 36 years so i have um you know i'm starting to really look into our prosecutors investigating his entire time at you know with the city of la not just tied up in this jose Weizar scandal. i don't think a guy suddenly goes rogue in his 60s <laughs> well that's certainly I, my question yeah i don't uh, you know you're, you're you're close to the big pension you're close to the uh to your retirement why would you get involved in these kind of felonies that'll put right. you in prison? I wonder who his witnesses are. I wonder who's going to, what his defense is going to be. It's going to be really interesting how this plays out. I'm told this is going to take two to three weeks. Harlan um, Braun is his defense attorney. Yeah, Harlan Braun is 80. Oh, my God. What was the case he was in years ago? Well, he defended one of the officers in the Rodney King beating. Oh, man. He was we used to have Robert Blake's attorney originally. That's it. He withdrew. He withdrew, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I the guy's still alive and he's eighty, huh? Well, he's going to get a payday from uh, Chan here.
No. So I guess you just got to make up a bunch of stuff and throw it at the wall. <laughs> All right, Blake, thank you. All right, thanks, guys. It's Blake Trolley, KFI News. Uh, yeah, another uh, corruption case. This guy, you know, this guy was the co-defendant. He was supposed to go to trial with Weezar, yeah. but Weezar made the plea deal. Right. Why this guy's not making a plea deal, I don't know. Maybe he's convinced himself he did nothing wrong. He's out of his mind. I mean, I mean, he was he was teammates with Weezar. Yes, he was the inside man in City yeah. Hall to make this work for the developers in the bribery scheme. So, I don't know. I mean, unless they're let's. Uh, I I have no idea why he would do this. I mean, he's a dead duck. I know. If the world's normal, you never know. Does it say how much he took from this whole scam? We know Weezar took a lot of money, but. I couldn't yeah. see anything in this story about how much they think that uh, Chan, Chan is 66 years old. Yeah, that's that's late in the day, unless he felt like he'd ever got his share. Because Weezar was paid a million dollars by a real estate development company, Shenzhen New World LLC. Right. But it doesn't say specifically what uh, what uh, Chan got out of this. Yeah, it's it's nine defendants, over $3 million dollars. And criminal penalty to resolve the probe into this real estate corruption deal. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. After 2 o'clock, Alex Stone from ABC News on the murder of Bishop David O'Connell, which happened over the weekend by the husband of the bishop's housekeeper, hmm. who also supposedly did uh, handyman work at the house. And felt he hadn't been paid? That's the story floating around. Wow. That's what uh, all the reports say. And you know, whether... when I saw that story over the weekend, I thought, well, he's been involved in gang intervention, so I thought maybe something went wrong there. Oh, yeah. Right? I, I had a whole checklist. Oh, I, I know what else you had on the list. Yeah, I, did, I didn't have a handyman uh, who thought he didn't get paid. Paid, right. Yeah. Somebody that connected to the uh, archbishop. So Alex Stone, yeah, will join us after 2 o'clock. Uh, the Wall Street Journal has a pretty good opinion in today's edition. The price of anarchy in Seattle. The city has to pay out nearly $4 million to the victims of the summer of love. What are we talking about? We're talking about 2020. When outfits like CNN covered what was going on in Seattle as mostly peaceful protests. It was just people out there expressing their anger over... Violence by police officers. It was a defund the police movement following the death of George Floyd. In fact, the mayor at the time, Jenny Durkin, called it the summer of love. The Seattle Times kept insisting mostly peaceful. Well, you're not paying out $4 million to the residences and the businesses if you had a mostly peaceful summer. Here's the truth. In the federal lawsuit, there was extensive property damage, public safety dangers, inability to use and access these business properties, uh, there were two murders and multiple shootings. Remember uh, they set up that autonomous zone? Yeah. They, they just took over the streets. These were all the violent radicals, all the Antifa anarchist types, and the Seattle mayor, Jenny Durkin, let these 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 insane people have Seattle. And so they Because they off. agreed with them. Yeah. They agreed with them. They thought they were important. They thought they should have their say and their time to take over a part of the city. Just, but just, there were people there that had businesses. That was a part of the economy that was shut down and burnt and and, and, and robbed and broken. 
There's a owner of a business called Car Tender. It's an automotive repair business, and they were part of the lawsuit. Uh, they said an intruder doused its business with hand sanitizer and then lit a fire. The owner yeah. repeatedly called 911, but police never responded to the scene that night. And an intruder tried to stab the owner's son with a spike and slash his femoral artery with a knife. That's the one in your thigh. Uh, they managed to subdue the man, but a mob of some 500 people forced them to release him. And again, no police. The, no, they, they wouldn't go in there. This is the city. They took over the police station. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And they just gave up. Well, I, they I, conceded territory to them. Yeah, because 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 Jenny Durkin thought this was uh, a, a proper action by these anarchists. Who I it don't... became a complete right government free zone. No police, yeah. no interference. I don't believe a single one of them cares about anybody's civil rights or George Floyd or racism or any of that. I think they enjoy destroying things, and they want to destroy our country and our way of life. And capitalism and and police and everything about it. These these are really sick, violent, twisted people who ought to be put away for the rest of their lives. And and they have now politicians and journalists who are just as crazy as they are, who cheer them on. Like at some grand sporting event. They told property owners that if they dared to paint over graffiti, their buildings would be more severely vandalized or even burned to the ground, according mm. to the complaint. You imagine all these poor people in Seattle that had to deal with this and completely abandoned. And by, they weren't heard by anybody. By the gen- A couple gen- of media people got in there and interviewed them, but that was about it. No, most of the media didn't care. Uh, uh, the idiot Durkin didn't care. The rest of the city council, uh, the police were, were, were uh, stopped. In fact, a lot of police have quit since then. Right. They weren't allowed to do anything. Um, and everyone that tried to oh. shine a light on this, oh, you're just exaggerating. Well, Most of the people there are just peacefully uh, protesting. Uh, I mean, I, I've got two eyes. I saw the on TV. Listen to this. Uh, Mayor Durkin, the former Seattle police chief, Carmen Best, the fire chief, Harold Scoggins, and others deleted thousands of text messages during this riot time from their city-owned phones. And uh, this pissed off a federal judge named Thomas Zilly. And Zilly said the court would instruct the jury that it may presume that the text messages were unfavorable to the city. And the city has to pay $600,000 in penalties for all the evidence that was deleted. And what that was. Basically uh, a lot of stand down, don't get involved. Maybe cheering them on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's the woke virus. That has infected the brains of so many people in power and influence right now. So the most bizarre time. Uh, By the way, it hasn't ended. Um, Seattle Police Department released its annual crime report and showed that violent crime reached a 15-year high in 2022. So it's it's been two years of violence and mayhem and insanity and no sign that it's going to end. Yeah. That's... Well, that's what happens when you let the uh, inmates take over. Yeah, so people are, you know, just going to keep moving out of cities. I mean, there's, there's, there's no point in sticking around. Uh, they they want to destroy. They've already have destroyed the city. Just go ahead, go do it. We'll find another place to live. The suburbs look really good. A farm looks really good. 
You know, I think people have given up arguing with this crowd. It's fine. Go destroy the cities. We're getting out. We're going to have our life somewhere else. They did change a lot of officials, didn't they, after that? I believe the mayor they, changed and the city council changed a bit. Yes. It's, it's, it's more moderate now. They got a Republican city attorney. They have a more moderate mayor. But, uh, you know, they, they've, they've unleashed. Once you unleash the insanity, it, it, it feeds on itself. Um, yeah, they have a new mayor named Bruce Harrell. And he's definitely more moderate. Well, I mean, you couldn't get more radical than this crowd. No. What I mean, what does what does Jenny Durkin go on to? I should look that up. Like, what what does she do with the rest of her life now that she helped destroy the city? Like, she is she still proud of this? Is she like those radicals? You, some of them are still in prison. You know, people like uh, the, all those crazy seventies groups, like the Symbionese Liberation Army, or uh, you know, the Manson followers. And you see these people now, like the women are all whole, old and haggard and gray. And the guy, the guys usually die young. They usually end up in some kind of fight in prison and they die. And they're all grizzled looking. And it's like, is that where this crowd's going to head? All the people who ran Seattle? All these Antifa people? All yeah. these, uh, all these uh, young guys dressed in black? They're eventually going to end up in prison. And they're going to they're gonna die there. Good life. Is supposed to be considering a vote today on outlawing caste discrimination. Boy, that's weird. Seattle City Council? Caste? What does that mean? Yeah, you know, in the Asian countries, there's a caste system. Oh, oh, I thought it was people wearing casts on their arms. No, C-A-S-T-E. Wow, that's very specific. Um, Apparently, they have a South Asian population uh whose activists considered it important. It's not covered under existing civil rights protections in Seattle, and if they pass it, they'd be the first city in the nation so to approve they, an anti-discrimination law about a caste system. But they're they're they're. But so are there are people living in Seattle that are subject to a caste system of. Yeah, it, it's about uh, your your place in the social hierarchy is based on your occupation. Right, but birth. that's going on in Seattle in in the in I, these enclaves, these Asian I, enclaves. I doubt it, but. I don't know. Aren't we supposed to respect other people's cultures? Great. Well, <laughs> not if it uh, <laughs> is against the U.S. Constitution. I it's suppose. a tough call there, though. They, yeah. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to look for the latest in the murder of this Los Angeles bishop. Apparently, the man arrested for that murder is the husband of the bishop's housekeeper. David O'Connell was found dead over the weekend. This housekeeper's husband has been arrested for the murder. We're beginning to learn more about him, and it is bizarre, and it's going down the mental illness road. Alex Stone will be here with the update. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at XOJACQUI.com. Made for women by women. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Kohler at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.